All righty. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to another incredible Wednesday night. I'm glad you are here at Only Believe at Urbana. And uh, we're, we're still growing in the midst of 21 days of prayer. So I hope we all are, are digging in our prayer time and, and uh seeing what God will do. But anyways, we're here tonight, and we're, we're going to uh, uh, have just a, a tad, tad different than our normal Wednesday. Praise and worship uh, is going to be a little shorter. That way we have some time at the end that we are going to uh, spend in time in prayer because it is the 21 days of prayer, so we'll talk more about that in just a moment. So how about we get up on our feet tonight and let, let's uh, worship Jesus for a couple moments. <laughs>
here tonight, go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hey, live streamers, it is good to have you, live streamers, and good to have you tonight. And uh, we're excited, no matter where you're at watching, we pray that you're blessed tonight. Amen. Amen. Up tithing offering in just a moment. Look, the Lord's dropping something on my heart. Um, well, I want to get I want to get back into our, our moment here just for for a second here. Um, go ahead and, and jump up on the keys for me and just play something. Let's, let's do something here for a minute. Um, we hit this uh, twenty one days of prayer, and there are a couple of things that were kind of drawn out from it, and and the Lord's just dropping on my heart to spend a moment there uh, before we go on tonight. The 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 very first night uh, we had prayer, a handful of us were here praying. And right, right before it was time to be done, we're just here from six to seven. And we just got together down here just for a minute. And it was just ask, um, anybody feel something in your heart, you know, in your prayer time? And uh, it, was, it was Tom, Tom was here and, and uh, he just said, I feel, I feel peace, the word peace. Actually, I didn't understand him. I was like, what'd you say? It took me a couple minutes to get him. And, and I just kind of took that word and tucked it in my heart. And yesterday when I was praying, the Lord brought that back to me and said, you know, I think we need to take that one word, word, if you get what I'm saying, one word, word and grab hold of it, all right? The other thing that came out that night was a simple thing, it just said, the Lord would say, look and see, for I will do a new thing. And I said this Wednesday, I think I said it Sunday, we're gonna keep saying these things because if we feel the Lord speaking, then you don't, oh, that was nice and, and kinda, let it float away somewhere, but we have to grab hold of these things. So, and I may do the same thing Sunday, I may do it, I don't know, we'll, we'll just keep rolling with this, but if you're here and you're saying, I need some peace in my life right now, and you, maybe you're saying, maybe it's one of the two or both, and you're saying, and I need a new thing, a new thing that only the Lord could do, all right? I would like to pray with you before we go on tonight. And, and live streamers, if, if you're, you're hearing this and you grab a hold and say, yeah, I need some peace or, or uh, I need that new thing that only God can do, you know, you, you grab hold of whoever's around you and pray about it. But, but we're going to believe uh, that you're feeling that because 
you don't, you know, we want you to be here, but the Holy Spirit can touch you, obviously, where you're at. He's, he's a big God. He puts on a big boy pants, you know what I'm saying? He can do that. So, but, but if you would like prayer about any of those couple things, you know, come, come quick, come quick, and, and we'll do that. Make your way down here. Just, you need peace in, in a certain area of your life or something where you just need God to do a new thing that only he can do. Come down quick, and, and we'll pray. But I believe God is going to do a new thing. I believe that. And I believe that God can bring peace where, where it's just, can't find peace anywhere else. Amen. So if you're sitting in your seat, how about this? Um, Samara is just going to take us through something. I don't know. Why don't you just worship for a minute? And uh, uh, we'll get back to things in just a second. Amen. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for peace. Passes all understanding in Jesus' name.
Lord, I thank you for your words. Let's just raise our hands and worship, and we praise you tonight, Jesus. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Whatever needs you have, just, just ask him. Cast your cares upon him. Let, let him do what only he can do. We thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. We love you so much, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. How about, how about we just wait before him for a moment here and see what he would speak to you? Let's just wait. Jesus' name.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, how about this? Before you, before you sit down, we'll take up tithing off in just a second. I want you to tell one person just something good. I asked Bonnie, came in, I said, are you doing good? And she goes, is there any other way? I was like, well, I like the attitude. I like the attitude. There's a lot of other ways it can go, but you got to have the attitude that God makes all things good, right? So uh, go tell somebody real quick something good, and then, then we'll get on with stuff tonight. Just one thing you think of that you know is good, tell them. And if you're watching on the live stream, grab somebody in, in the room with you and say, hey, this is good, and, and tell them something good. All right, and we'll get back to service in a minute. Amen. All right. Well, tithe and offering, if you have something to give, you can prepare that tonight. And uh, um, if you need an offering envelope, raise your hand around. The ushers will help you out. It's good to have you all with us tonight. Uh, let me just pray over your tithe and offering. So um, I, I guess give these guys a minute to, to get it prepped out. Um, I'm just looking forward to things. Now, I know, I know saying that right now with the climate of what's going on, that may sound a little odd. But I personally am looking forward to things. You say, what are you looking forward to? Whatever God's going to do. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And, and it doesn't have to be attached to anything other than the fact that God is a good God. Amen. So I am not going to lose the attitude of knowing that God's a good God and God will do what he will do. And if you catch his heart and you get in on his mind, you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believe that. And I'm never going to not have that attitude. That's just me. All right. So we're going to keep praying that way and believing that way. We're going to see what God can do. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to pray every tithe and offering. That wasn't about offering. That was just, I don't know. Saying whatever. But uh, Lord, we thank you uh, for an opportunity to give tonight. As we give, we give our tithe and we give our offering, Lord. I pray uh, that, that it is used to further your kingdom, the wisdom of, of the finances that come to the church, to the storehouse. It is used in wisdom, good stewardship. So we thank you, Lord, for multiplying our efforts for the kingdom through the giving tonight. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Everybody says, Amen. Amen. Bring it on down if you have something tonight. So uh, a couple of announcements. First off, justice. If you're awake back there, throw up the uh, marriage conference slide, if, if you will, sir. All right, so this is going to be fun. Shame. You, know, you know, I had a teacher in, in, uh, uh, in high school. I took, I took two different languages. I took Latin which is horrible, and I also took Spanish, right? And in college, I had a few years of Greek, which is the worst of all. But anyways, um, I had a Latin teacher, this older Latin teacher, that she had this rule that if the, I was just thinking because Chamberlain threw his offering and missed. Um, if, you, if you wadded up a paper ball and threw it at the trash can and missed, you got automatic detention, right? So one day I'm sitting in the front row, I'm thinking, and I'm not even thinking, I just, and I totally, you know, rimmed it, it bounced around and fell out, and there I was in detention the next day. So 
you're in detention, Chamberlain, for missing. Anyhow, just my brain went when you did that. All right, so this is going to be fun, by the way. Um, Exo Marriage Conference, Friday night, February the 12th, and Saturday the 13th. Uh, 8 to 10 on Friday, uh, 10 to 12.30 on Saturday. We're going to provide some food and child care, and it costs you nothing. So, and then the really cool thing is then Sunday is the 14th, and it's Valentine's Day. So it's a nice, nice slide into Valentine's Day. So, but uh, we, we want you to be here if you're married. If you're thinking about married, come be here, okay? And if it doesn't apply to you, you can tune back into me in just a moment. Um, but let me just say this. There's something somebody asked me. Let's say your spouse can't make it. You can come yourself. That's okay. Or if you can come, you know you have plans Saturday, you can come Friday and not Saturday or vice versa if you want to. You don't, it's not like you're locked in to be here the whole time. But it's a good conference. Uh, I've, I've witnessed it, been part of it. Uh, not a part of it, but, but seen it. Um, I think it would be our fourth year. And it's always good stuff. It's different stuff. And if nothing else, it challenges you. Uh, it makes you work on stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, that's coming up. So please... Sign up if you're going to be here. That way we know how to, how to prepare for it. So that's the 12th and the 13th, so we're about, I guess, a little less than a month out from that. Anyways, thanks, Justice. And obviously, uh, the 21 days of prayer is happening, and uh, we're, like, right in the middle of it tonight. So uh, the church is open from 6 to 7, Monday through Friday, uh, for prayer. And uh, with our last week being next week, Tuesday, if you're able to, we're fasting as a church family that day. And it, uh, the prayer guides, um, we put it on the, the Facebook, but also the yellow piece of paper back there has sort of a, a guide list of things that we're praying about. And, and it's, I think it's exciting. Um, I don't know, some people may not think of praying and fasting exciting, but I do because it is all about catching the mind of God, catching the heart of God, and that we will be strengthened and unified together as the people of God. And that's what it's about. And that's why we pray. And again, we say this a thousand times. I'll keep saying it. We are a church of prayer. We, we're going to start every year with 21 days of prayer. And then sometime towards the fall, we're going to do it again. So we're going to be constantly a people together that's putting ourselves before God in prayer. And, and certainly, uh, I hope that 21 days of prayer isn't the only 21 days you're going to pray this year. I hope you're praying yourself, but we need to be challenged to pray as a corporate body, correct? So that's what the 21 days of prayer are all about. Anyway, so that's all the announcements for tonight. So let's get into the word. And, and we are going to, uh, I'll probably be done a little bit before 8 o'clock tonight because we are, are going to spend some time in prayer before we go tonight because it is 21 days of prayer. So, but if you got your Bible, Matthew chapter 7. And uh, verse number 13 is where we're headed tonight. And uh, here's the thing. Uh, we, we are in a time in our country, in a, a time that um, at least for, for since about this time starting in 2020 up through now with, with this uh, coronavirus and then certainly what's, what's happening in our, our political system, um, we're at a time of a bit of unrest. And, and for some people, it's a time of, of uncertainty. Uh, for some people, it's, it's, a, it's a time of agitation. For some people, time of anger. Um, and no matter where you're at on the spectrum, the, the events of what's been happening, there's nobody that has not touched in some way. 
because we just don't live in a bubble. And, and the thing about the Christian life is uh, God doesn't put you in a bubble where you don't experience life, right? We, we are directly involved as Christians as everybody else is, and God does not exempt us from what's happening in our society. Now, as Christians, we know we are called to come out from them and be separate. Am I right? Yes. Amen. But what's that talking about? It's talking about the way you live, your lifestyle. In other words, you have been set free from sin, so let's live that way. Come out and be separate from them. That, that, that's a way of living. But the Bible does not tell you to come out and be separate from them that you don't engage in society. Does that make sense? We actually, as Christians, are called to engage. We're called to engage in society. You can't be a light of the world if you're hiding behind a rock somewhere. You can't be a light of the world if you're not engaging society, right? But, but here's the thing. Do you know that when, when you pledge your allegiance to Jesus, how many of y'all have pledged your allegiance to Jesus? Now, we all know growing up in school, we know I, I pledge allegiance to the flag. I mean, I, that's all fine and dandy to the extent it's fine and dandy, right? But my first allegiance is to whom? Jesus. And that supersedes and transcends my allegiance to anything else, right? Um, so, and I say it that way because it's important because in, in things we've been talking about over the last few months, all sorts of things in your life pull at your allegiance, right? And there, there are certain responsibilities you carry in life just because you're living life, right? So you have responsibilities that you, sh you should uh, uh, carry a, a way of, of, that should have your attention and your time and your energy. So for instance, if you decide at some point to get married, you got to put time and energy and effort into your marriage. That's responsibility. If you had kids, now you're a parent, guess what? If you have a job, and so we, we have to engage society. We have to live as a light to the world. But when you gave yourself to Jesus, this, this crazy thing happened that you didn't know you did until you having to start making decisions about how you live is then you gave all of your rights to him, and then he is going to tell you how to live. Right? You gave all of your rights over. And now he's going to show you the way to live. That, that's full allegiance to Jesus. And we've got to think about it this way. So I bought a picture frame. It's kind of like, maybe this is an imperfect analogy, but hopefully it works for your brain because it works for mine. Um, it's like he puts a framework around your life. And so how you see society and how you see the world, you have to see it through the frame that he gave you. You see what I'm getting at? There's a framework of how to be a Christian in this world, right? And uh, it's, it's, I, I see the world through this frame. This, this frame becomes a guide for how I live. There is nothing I do as a Christian that should ever get outside of this frame. There's nothing I do as a Christian I can use an excuse to get outside of this frame, right? 
I have to see the world through the frame that Jesus gives me. So back to what we were saying to start. We've had a crazy time. It's still crazy. We've got a virus still flying around, right? We've got political unrest happening. Uh, there's a lot of disagreement, a lot of anger. And there, there's people that you would consider on the same side of things that still are, have different opinions about stuff amongst themselves. We're not even talking about what we would consider the other side, whatever side you're on. No matter how we go about any of that, plus anything else, and I'm not talking, and just just go beyond that. So you're married, you got kids, you have a job, whatever you do, there's a frame that you've been given that must guide what you do in all of those things, right? So John, uh, Matthew chapter seven, verse number thirteen, it says, "Sermon on the Mount stuff here." Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy, the road is easy, it leads to destruction, yeah. right? And those who enter it by it are many. There's a lot of people who are living in this world and missed everything that's happening without this frame. They don't have the frame that Jesus brings, right? But verse... 14, but for the gate is narrow and the way or the road is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So there is a way to live that's called the narrow road or the narrow way. And those who find it may find at times, watch, the way is hard, but it leads to life. Let me tell you something. When Jesus takes your rights from you and gives another set of rights back to you that you must live by, you're not always going to find it easy to live in the world by that way. You see what I mean? Although he's with you and he helps you and he leads you and he guides you because it's different because many are those who don't live on that way and then the few that are, that there's a contrast because then, then all of a sudden even though you're engaged in the world like you're supposed to be, they're going to start seeing you as somebody who's not living like it. In other words, you are being separate from them. And it either doesn't make sense or they get angry about it or, or whatever. You, you can actually be persecuted because... You're choosing to live a different way by a different framework. That this, this frame is, is the, the framing story of your life. Right? We are called to be people who live by the Jesus way and stay within the framework because God is continually painting the story of your life. Amen. Right? And, and staying in here again sometimes isn't always the easiest thing. Right? But we're called to as part of the Christian life. So, so what, is, what is the frame, by the way? What is it? Well, the frame is, ultimately, because there was good creation, but then there was sin, the framing story is new life, redemption, and ultimately resurrection and eternal life. That's the framing of our story. But because it involves new life coming out of sin, new life, new creation, new way of living, right? As, as we said Sunday, you guys have been uh, liking these series on identity. It's been good. 
Remember Maximus the Confessor? We said this Sunday. Maximus Confessor, an old church father, right? And, and uh, who would name their kid Maximus? I don't know, but think about it if you're having a kid. Maximus. Um, and he must have confessed a lot, so they called him the Confessor. But anyways, uh, Maximus the Confessor said, uh, Christ has given us the new way to be human. This is the new way of living. Is the framework of your life. I don't live by though, I live, and everything I do has to stay with this concept of what does it mean to live the Jesus way? What does it mean uh, to be a disciple? What does it mean to pick up my cross daily and follow him? What does it mean to live in redemption and forgiveness? You stay within this frame. You can't get outside of it. Because the moment you get outside of it, then you're getting off the narrow road. Right? This is the challenge we live in. Because how you see, and by the way, it, 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 sometimes uh, you, you see this stuff in the church where you have some people saying, but you understand all this stuff that's happening. This, this is part of the whole end of the world and the Antichrist. And, uh, who knows? Guess as good as mine. Right? Could be, could not be. So now there's added stress about some of this stuff. Okay, look. No matter what, I, I don't care what happens tomorrow. We're praying it's going to all start to smooth out and get better, but what if it doesn't? You stay in the frame. Right? This is the whole challenge of what we challenged our church in 2021, that every day we're going to pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus no matter what. We're going to stay in the frame. And you cannot find excuse. And this is the big thing. Don't ever think you can find excuse to get outside of this. You can't. Jesus has, has, has given us the way we should be. Now, I understand we're not perfect and we're growing into these things. I get it. But, but you cannot make, a, you know, we make mistakes, but kind of like this. If you face a decision, you know, this is the Jesus way and this is the other way, hmm, what choice should I make? You shouldn't be thought, I, I got to go the Jesus way no matter what it looks like, no matter how hard it may seem, no matter what somebody else thinks about it, I'm going to go the Jesus way. You, you know, it'll, it'll change how you live. It'll change how you respond. And that, that's one big thing we have to talk about is, is how you respond to everything that's happening. No matter what you think about it, you have to respond within this. And, and right down to, and forget about the stuff that, that, that's unsettling, but just everyday life, your marriage, your kids, your job, everything that you do. How you interact with the stranger on the street. No matter what it is, it has to fall in here. Because this is the framing narrative of our life. New life, new way of living, ultimate resurrection and all things being made new. This is what we have to live in. Because it's new life now, uh, prophetically looking for an ultimate finality of life to come. We live in here. So, so with the help of the Holy Spirit, guess what? We can. 
How do you, how do you keep this frame in your life? Listening to conviction, right? How many, how many ever, uh, you know, you, you knew the Holy Spirit grabbed you and you still did the opposite of whatever he, he brought? To, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can push the conviction of the Holy Spirit out so much in a certain area you don't even feel it much anymore. Isn't that correct? You, you, you really quiet down the still small voice. So conviction, uh, the, the general openness to the leading of the Holy Spirit, so the thing we've been talking about on Wednesdays, the rhythm of life, prayer, studying your, your scripture, the word, right? Taking time to fast, getting to church and worshiping together and hearing the word together. The true prophets of the kingdom of God that, that are prophesying and bringing people back to God. Listen, there's a lot of stuff going on, prophesying this, that. If, if a prophet is not bringing you back to the word, just quit listening. Amen. Don't worry about people predicting. Prophets bring you back to the word. Okay? These kind of things, if we involve them in our life, help keep the frame in place. But that's active participation on your part. You must engage prayer. You must engage the word. You must engage yourself in church. You've got to do these things. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you must listen and not put it off and ignore. You have to engage to keep this frame. Because, it, listen, you, you may have been Christian a long time, but it can be easy to get outside of this frame. Am I correct? It can be easy to wander off the narrow road. But I want to find myself there. I want to do what's necessary. So in other words, me personally, I often, have, I often have a tendency to kind of step back before I respond. Because I really want to catch the mind of, of Jesus before I just go gun blazing. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes I got to step back in time of prayer and fasting before I respond because I want to stay in the framework. And sometimes when I know I make a mistake, man, I, I got to be quick to repent and, 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 and be quick, if, if necessary, to ask for forgiveness. <clears throat> I want to stay in the frame. See? <clears throat> so you've got to start to guide yourself by what you have learned Right? Hold to the apostles' teaching. What you have learned, but also what the continual revelation of God is in your life. Because you will grow. So what do you know? Live by it. Pray that the Holy Spirit helps you. So you can stay in the framework of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. So, uh, just something I, was, I, I just saw, I think it was yesterday I saw this. There, there was a guy, and it had to do with the political thing, but <clears throat> something happened, that something that he said didn't happen, and he repented for saying it. And this is a, a guy that's a public figure, right? And, and he became attacked by Christians. 
threatening his family, so-called Christians, cursing him out on his social media. Um, all sorts of labeling started to happen. And I'm here watching this going, where in the world did the frame go? The guy made a mistake and he repented and the Christians are beating him up. What in the world? So in other words, this specific situation, if, if, you know, if these people are Christian, let's just say that, this specific situation is pushing people out of the frame. You see what I'm getting at? We can't go there. Because what ultimately happens is we will lose our prophetic witness to the world when the world witnesses us outside of our frame. You see what I'm getting at? We lose our witness. Because you can't get outside of frame and then come back in and just, well, let me tell you about Jesus. They're just like, what? People aren't stupid. The world knows. The world knows what, at least in some semblance of it, the world knows how a Christian should be. There's enough of it out there that people know, right? We can't, we can't risk the ruin of our prophetic witness. We can't risk the ruin of it. The gospel goes forth through those who take it. And I, I think there's a certain way that, that God will use these kind of things to draw attention to problems in the church. God will do that. He will use things out here. And then see how, and then there's certain segments of Christianity to respond a certain way to get outside of the frame. And then the Holy Spirit comes back and says, okay, now we've exposed something here. Let's start to deal with this. Right? So as a church, we've got to get back to some things. I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about us and everybody. As a church, because of what's been happening is just really it's the unrest and some of the anger. Listen, you can be upset and still stay in the frame. You see, you know what I mean? You cannot be happy and stay in the frame. This, this whole thing could mess up your life a little bit, and you can stay in the frame. It's not an excuse to get outside of it, right? And we've got to be aware that, that I think the Holy Spirit this entire time has been saying, hey, 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 there's a lot of people that's running around like this, but, but guns blazing at the same time. And I mean that with our attitudes and words and, 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 and actions. You know, it's just, listen, what is the Holy Spirit saying to the church? We've got to catch it. Now, I can't go out to, to the average person on the street that's not a Christian and tell this. You've got to stay in the frame. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. I'm going to do what I want to do, right? That's why the church is called out to be separate. Come out from among, from among them and be separate. Because even though we still have to engage the world, I'm not telling you not to engage the world. You have to. But you have to engage the world in such a way that how you engage it, you bring with it the prophetic witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ in some manner. Can't take that away. Right? You, you can't. 
you know, you can't be out in the world like you're holding a lamp. Well, today I'm going to be a light for Jesus, but, but now I'm going to go do this and I'm going to turn the light off because, man. But, but now, okay, now I'm going to turn the light back on. You see what I'm getting at? Your light should be shining all the time. So everything you do, no matter how, whatever it is you're trying to get done, you can't do it without the idea that my light is supposed to be shining right now for the gospel. It, it'll, it'll show forth in, in your attitude, especially in how you respond to people and situations, right? But your light's always got to be shining. If it's not in the framework, then obviously it can't be. Right? So what is the Holy Spirit saying? That's why it's so important to be in the Word and be in prayer, because you are constantly after the mind and the heart of God in all that you're doing. And again, it causes you sometimes, whoa, and you'll back up and kind of reset yourself and approach it a different way, or, or, or you got to take some things. But we got to be after him. Because ultimately, we are citizens of heaven. And there our reward will be. I pray, as we said earlier, I believe we can see the goodness of God in the land of living now, as Scripture says. I believe that. But I'm also smart enough scripturally to know there's something coming. <laughs> and staying in this frame is, is very important because of what is coming. Right? So let's get the heart and the mind of God, and let's stay on the narrow road. That's big picture stuff. So, so as whatever goes on in your life over the last, next couple weeks, consciously think, whoa, wait a second. Am I in the frame? And what I'm, what I'm saying is, am I in the frame? Is my attitude is it in the frame? Is how I'm responding to people is it in the frame? You see, I mean, you think about that, and and let the Holy Spirit start to start to do what only He can do in you, and then then then, then He can do what only He can do what through you. If you don't let Him work in you, He can't work through you. God let Him work in you, so then the door is open; He can work through you. Right? Let's see what God will do. Amen? I, I believe, I believe that no matter what, that there is always, there is always a, a how do I want to put this? We, we can always be on the verge of a great move of God. Right? As a matter of fact, let me say this. Historically, in times of, of mess and unrest, it always sets us up for the possibility of a great move of God. And I said earlier, the Holy Spirit, he's a big boy. He can, he can go take care of stuff. But what more would it be if coming through this, the church is unified with the heart and the mind of God? Then how is he working in us? He's working through us. We can help usher in what God would want to do. And it always comes down to the personal, individual heart and people. Right? What can God do?
what will we allow him to do? But if we don't stay in there, it's just not going to happen. Amen? All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to close up. It's almost our normal time anyways. I spoke a little longer than I wanted to. At home, we're going to close off live stream in just a second. We're going to spend just maybe five minutes praying before we go. Okay? It's 21 days of prayer, so we wanted to do that tonight. So live streamers, good to have you tonight. We'll, we'll see you back Sunday. But for those of us here, let, let's, uh, 